Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wan, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. Welcome back to, to HBO, HBO Girls Rewatch. Rewatch. Evan isn't here today because they were canceled. Um, so it's just me and our lovely guest, Rylan. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk. If I'm not here, then I'm not going to talk. Okay, well, we're so excited Wait, can to be I, covering... Can you intro me? No, I have nothing left to say to you. <laughs> you haven't even been home for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're covering season one, episode nine of Girls, Leave Me Alone. Because Amelia just came back from Texas and the energy is so scary in the studio yeah, today. Yeah, if you can hear through your ears <laughs> the energy in the studio being off, I did go to my home state of Texas for five days to babysit. My sister, who's 11, and it did chemically alter my brain. And it's like I'm, Canyon Ranch, but like in the opposite way. What? Cactus Ranch is Canyon the name of my elementary school. Canyon Ranch? Cactus Ranch. I, I just assume everyone that listens to this podcast also like knows a lot about goop. Goop? Like poo? And no one knows about it. Yeah, like poo. <laughs> like the... Like okay, Gwyneth? this is hell. Yeah. yeah. So it's Gwyneth Paltrow's brand Goop. I actually watched a Call Her Daddy episode today of Gwyneth Paltrow oh. and Alex, whatever. Mm. She's so much to eating, say. Right? No, the whole episode is like her talking if she's going to fuck Brad Pitt or Ben or like when she did Who's Better and Bad. They really I go there. Paltrow. They really go there on Call Her Daddy. I'm surprised she did that. I love right? her. Right? I love or her. Or Alex or both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> no, blonde women like having a lot of fun on the internet is, I mean, it's an Alex Earl effect. Like we yeah. all really like a skinny blonde woman who's like, I don't know, saying the most generic thing ever, but happy. Yeah. And yeah. kind of chaotic. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Look for this. this week we have on Rylan Mills, Mills, kind of a girl's super fan and also <laughs> a, a, a rising comedian superstar currently currently going viral, I'd argue. And we're so excited for you to be here. Welcome, yes. Rylan. Yes, thanks. Thanks. I am so happy to be here. And yeah, my manager reached out. Let me know that you guys wanted to meet with me. Mm-hmm. So happy I can squeeze this in. Why is that everyone's Did you watch reaction? When it first came out? No, I watched it a few years later. And if I'm being honest, when I first started watching, I didn't really know any of the people. I didn't know any mm. of like, the cast. Look at this show no, with really. a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. it was kind of when it came out, though. Yeah. yeah. And then midway through, I started Googling and like learning and stuff like that. But yeah, I watched it. And then, I don't know, like a year or two later, I was like, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I need to like understand it a little bit more. Because at first, I was like, I liked it, but I didn't like love it. Totally. Yeah. I definitely like rewatching it. I'm like, I was so young when I first watched it. Yeah. I didn't know anything. And it's, I still don't, but. It was kind of how you felt about Broad City. Yeah. I like when you talk about Broad City. I felt the same way about girls. I was like, you know, I kind of want to move to New York. Like, this is crazy. These fucking white girls are living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amelia's, I mean, for listeners, I don't know. Amelia has a lot of comedy based around her moving to New York City because she watched the show Broad City. And I'd literally like be characters. a devout Christian in Texas still if it wasn't for, for Abby two and Alana. Jews. Yeah, telling me I could actually live in a city instead. 
That's crazy. It, that's what girls did for you. You're from like Nebraska, right? I'm from Nebraska, yeah. So I remember watching it and being like... Are you like from Farm Corps or something I'm, else? No, no, no. I'm from <laughs> Omaha. Oh, I've been there for Thespian National Wait, Convention. Wait, you were a Thespian? I true three five four three. I was a Thespian too. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. What is this? Thespis was the original yeah. actor. Um, I think. Yeah, something like in, that. In like uh, <laughs> in the Globe Theater in that one country. England. 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 London. It's like Shakespeare. Shakespeare Corps. Correct us if I'm wrong, because I really don't know. But I just yeah. knew I went in my fucking. Well, pin. thespian's a term for actor. But yeah, is it also the thespian, first actor? Thespian is like a true, it's basically just drama club, but like with a national recognition. Oh, and then you went to Nebraska for drama club. Is the musical Nebraska based off this event? No. No. <laughs> but going there was crazy because. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no. no you're, you're so We're going seriously. far off track. We're going, so you're, you grew up in Omaha? Yes, yes, yes. And then you saw HBO Girls a few years after it came out and said, New York sounds Cool. Yes. Actually, was I was going to college in Tennessee when I watched it. You went to oh, college nice. in Tennessee? I did, yeah. I'm like, okay. you're in the circuit. You're Dolly Parton. You're country girl. No, Wait, was literally. It Nashville or like... So I went to college in Chattanooga <gasps> after school. Oh, that's a song. Is it? Yeah, Chattanooga. Choo-choo. Oh, the Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a thing. Because there's like a train <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, it's a train. The Chattanooga choo-choo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I think we got to do a damn no, Southern you're, you're accent this wrong. whole episode. I don't know if I could do a Southern it's accent. It's crazy. You live in places they write music and, and, and musicals about. No, and I always have, yeah. in New York, they do that. Nebraska, the musical, Chattanooga, a song. I've never seen Nebraska, the musical. I never even heard of it. I didn't never heard of it either. Isn't that a movie with an old woman who got nominated for a movie? Yeah, I thought it was like a scary movie or something. Isn't it called Nebraska? You mean Oklahoma? Oh. See. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you said it twice and I was like, I've never heard of Nebraska the musical. All the Midwest is the same to me. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. That's so problematic. Wait, so you were in Tennessee and you were like, hi. Yeah, so I had like came to New York for spring break, but I only like went to... Manhattan like I never visited anything right. else and I was like okay I kind of want to I liked it and I like knew things about New York but I only knew like Gossip Girl so I was like I want to watch oh. more shows based in New York and I, I literally think I googled shows based in New York and Girls was one of them <laughs> no that's so, incredible yeah and I just was like I want to see and then um did you walk Sex in the City I didn't get into Sex in the City until like a year or two after I started oh, Girls. Yeah, I, always, I started everything so to late. watch Girls before Sex in the City is such a unique gift of an experience, I'd say. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy because I, I, I... No, I, most people watch Sex in the City first. That's what I'm saying. So, I, yeah, you're right. It's so crazy. It was very unique. Sorry. It was very different. <laughs> like, I gotta listen to one woman today. <laughs> I'm distracted. This podcast is all about you, like, suddenly tuning into the conversation. <laughs> I'm just reiterating a point. And you're like, wait, you're a girl and you had a thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Wait, amazing. And now you've just been rewatching nonstop? Or- yeah, so I watched it then and then I kind of, like... I don't know. I don't know why I started it again, but I was I was feeling different. Like I wanted to understand more. Also, like knew a lot more about Lena Dunham. So I was like, I want to. How did watch. you learn more about her? Honestly, just googling. As I was watching the show, I was like tweeting about it the first time. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Everything is Google with you. 
No, this Nebraska, is huge because all you have is Google. It sounds like I'm a huge yeah. Googler too, yeah. and so to find out Googlers. other people are, are Googling uh, to, yeah. to meet a fellow Googler, <laughs> to like, like, like one that's avid as me, it just feels like finally I have community. I'm kind of annoying about it. Like, have you ever been on a date and they say something you're like, "Oh my god, I have to Google that"? Of I'm course. like trying to force myself not to do that anymore because right. people hate that. Well, I but. think it's interesting because before the term of influencer, there's a term Instagrammer. Yeah. And now, before there's chat GBT, there was Googlers. <laughs> I don't chat. Whoa. What is it, chat? That can't be right. <laughs> that was shocking to no, witness. No, you ate that. That was shocking to bear witness to. You ate that. You My ate arms that. are crawling. I'm struggling. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Off the cuff. <laughs> I still don't know about chat GBT. I just know that's something you're really passionate about. Mm. I have to get it. I've never heard of it it's until like today. It's AI... Chatbot, you didn't hear about it until today. This is my You've first heard of time. AI before. I've heard of AI. I know they're like helping people write papers, not to expose anyone, but that's yeah, what I heard. everyone knows in the world. Not to expose anyone. <laughs> this information that everyone knows on Earth. Everyone knows. <laughs> I'm like, like Google. It's like not. I gotta bring you into this thing. It's called yeah. Google. You can look up anything on there. I watch girls and Google things. I don't know anybody. <laughs> and, and so Google. you learned a lot about Lean on Google and was like, I need to revisit the show. That's a GG. Well, it made me want to revisit it because after I learned more about her, like I have theories. And and I like <laughs> as I was watching, you have theories. I have so many theories. I'm, I'm thinking about Judd Apatow. I'm thinking about the actors on the show. Well, I'm, your whole Twitter is kind of dedicated to girls' theories. No, it is, and I <laughs> and I literally am like, we're just just for Amelia and I. It's amazing. It's it's interesting because I'm like, I there. You would be lying if you said the writing was awful. The writing is is great People on the show. People are so 100%. mad about the show, and you're like, okay, but. It's also really good. It's so good. Um, do I want more diversity on the show? Of course. But, like, it is what it is. So I kind of watched it the second time without that lens of, like, she's an awful person. She did terrible things. I don't really care for her. And I just watched it as, like, a show of actors and not thinking about, like, who they were outside of that. Totally. So it made me enjoy it more. And it's crazy because I always was just like, I hate Hannah. I hate Hannah. Like, I've never... I would never be like her but this time watching it without thinking like lena dunham hannah i just was like oh okay you have such a similar take donald glover has the same take where donald glover is like yeah lena's always dropping the n-word so crazy that one black character is republican lena dunham's an amazing writer yeah that's literally that's what their take is oh wow i never knew donald felt like that he was one of the people that was on the show i think he was like the first black character and then we had jessica williams like a few seasons later literally um that's crazy that he thinks like that. I have to. I've always wondered what people from the show thought of her, who did the show, and like Adam Driver has never spoken about her outside of like the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I like want to know what he thinks about her so. Google. Bad. You Google. I her. have Googled, and I'm like, I just want to know what he thinks about her so bad. He would never. He would never go into too much detail. Oh, that is no, gonna be exactly. our Spotify question of the episode. Yeah. What do you think Adam Driver thinks of Lena Dunham? No, I think this title should be like uh, we should say featuring Google instead of Ryland for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do Google a lot. Say her name. Um. Okay. We we are gonna dive into the synopsis. Yes. Ryland, do you want to try and synopsize the episode? Or I could try. Okay, should we do yeah. popcorn. Yeah, let's popcorn. Let's popcorn. popcorn it. Okay. okay. So this is what happens in season one, episode nine, Leave Me Alone. Yes. Okay. So it starts with the girls. They're at a book signing, a book release of Hannah's old college friend who Hannah doesn't even fucking like. So I don't even know what they were doing there. But she's being very much like, 
damn, I wish my boyfriend like died as well. <laughs> so I had totally. a plot no, line. Exactly. Jenny Slates wrote a book and it got a huge release and she has like an agent. Yeah. And so Hannah's like super comparing herself to it. And it's like her book's only big because it's about her boyfriend dying. And yeah. Hannah's like, I wish that happened to me. So I, I got something died. to write about. And then Marnie's like, I'm actually having a good time. And then Shoshana's like, I've never been awake before. It's amazing to be <laughs> out in public. And Jessa's like, I love drama. No, literally. And then so the guy from the White Lotus, the dad, is Hannah's, so Hannah's old prof that's there because they both went to school together. You say prof? Yeah. That's so cute. It's like a thing. Prof. I never did that before. Oh, well, he was her prof. And so they talk <laughs> and he's like, you should come to a book reading. Or like a essay reading live event. Yeah. Basically an open mic. Yeah. And Hannah's like, I don't do that. And he's like, well, you should. And she's like, okay. And then... It was like a reading circle. Okay, then we cut to Shoshana and Jessa. And Shoshana's talking about how she wants to try online dating. Yeah. And then um, Jessa is talking to her old employer and... Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. <laughs> and Jessa is like, I can't come back to work for you. And then Catherine Hahn is giving this really empowered speech about how she can see it from her shoes, what it is like being a 24-year-old and being confused and like how finding a passion can really define your existence. And then we go to the reading circle where Hannah is 10 minutes late and already apologizing um, and gets barrauded by the craziest questions by old people. And it's just like kind of leaving, feeling a little bit defeated, but also like excited by future prospects. Then we go to Hannah and Marnie's apartment where they have a big falling out. And at the end, there's agreeing to move out or Marnie moves out. Okay. Actually, I'm kind of impressed by myself. Yeah, that was good. That was... Uh, there's yeah. characters. It was all of that. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You ate that. Let's jump into our first segment. Let's do it. Girl, girl, what girl are you? Oh my god, okay. Okay, when I was in Nebraska, I will say I was more of a um a Marnie, unfortunately. Mm. It just was like I just was like I knew I was different from everyone there and I just knew I was like the girl, like the main character. Everything was about me all the time. Yeah. And yeah, like I just had to grow out of that. Um, and now I definitely will say I'm a Jessa. I'm a Jessa. I just... I mean, the hat itself. I yeah. Mean. I just, like, get her. Like, I loved her in this episode. I think that... I think as far as episodes go, she was more chill in this episode. Totally. Compared Man. to, like, what she typically is. And um, I just like that Jessa's kind of, like, going through life and life really be, like, life in for her. But she never makes it completely about her all the time. Like, she's just, like, I don't know. She's just, like, yeah, my life kind of sucks right now. And, like, she's going through so many things. But she's, I don't know. You never see her, like, in an environment where she's, like, woe is me. And she's always talking about herself. She kind of just, like, deals with it. And I like that about her. Totally. And she just makes terrible decisions. Always. <laughs> like, all the time. And I just love it. So I'm definitely a just a kind of girl. Can I say one thing? Your description in Nebraska being, like, I'm the main character who wants to make things about myself. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but that that really sounds like a Hannah. I know. I really kind of avoid <laughs> really, that. When you, I was saying it, I was like, it gives Hannah. That was Hannah. I and never, not to silence you. I, never, and I, I don't want to silence you ever. Yeah. It's not my intention. Well, I just really don't want to silence you. 
Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live Live comedy comedy show show. on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. (laughs) We have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wen, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. Hannah. You're our first (laughs) Jessa, though. I know. I actually was really nervous about that because (laughs) I've... I've talked a lot about how much I like Jessa and I've been dragged before about it. She would do something terrible, but in her mind, know that it's bad. You know, like when you do something and you know, like, mm-hmm. and you're smart enough to be like, I should not be doing this. Like, this is not the decision that I should be making, but then you do it anyway. Totally. She's so real for that. I'm like, she knows. Because I feel like even her telling the woman that she wasn't going to come back and work for her was her being like, I know that if I come back and work for you, I'm going to do something crazy. Absolutely. As in Absolutely. fuck your husband. <laughs> or like even in the the Bushwick scene when they're at the hospital and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You're like, period. Yeah. There's a moment with Jessa where she always realizes like when she reaches her limit. And she's like, I can't. Like, I'm over it now. Yeah. And then she moves on to the next chaotic thing. That so, that's your life to. story? It is. Like, I just feel like sometimes I have done things where I'm like, even, like, in the moment of doing it, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this right <laughs> And I'm smarter than this. And this is my mm. probably not going to have good results. But I'm going to do it anyway. And life is just going to have to life. And I'm going to have to figure it out. And she just always figures it out. And I like that about Absolute. her. Absolutely. As a Marnie, uh, <laughs> someone who doesn't do well, that, it's episode, like, yeah. In this episode, do you think you're a Marnie? Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, <it's>, well. <laughs> you need to fight. <laughs> I want to know why. Talk about you. You're going to fight right now. In the way that Marnie is, like, fed up at the end. Well, okay. The thing about Marnie is she puts so much pressure on herself to be a good friend. And it finally, like, comes out in this episode that she's so frustrated with Hannah because she feels like Hannah's not. Yeah me like holding herself to the same standards and I feel like I've chilled out about this but not that much (laughs) but like in college I'd get so mad at people for not treating me the way I treated them whereas like now I realize like people aren't gonna act the same way you do and Mm -hmm. you have to like deal with that but it's like Marnie's like like Hannah I'm being this this and this for you and you're not being it back which makes you a bad friend like, her whole frustration with that, I really identify with. And, yeah. her, like, trying to be, like, oh, tell me how the reading went. Or, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just trying to have a night in. Like, trying. Yeah. Like, it was her being, like, I don't want to fight with her about it, but I am annoyed that she's been a shitty friend. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. And I, I think I'm a Hannah in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Really? And this one, I'm, like, it is so lucky that her boyfriend died. <laughs> 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 okay it's very much the meme that's like i don't care that something good happened to you it should have happened to me instead yeah no it's like oh my god it's it's so funny it's like the concept of like something crazy happening to that person and they can like leverage it it's like well i wish that could happen to me too i don't know if i necessarily feel away all the time but there definitely is thoughts there that's so real of you though i feel like a lot of us do that we just pretend that we don't yeah yeah Uh, that was so real like the fact that this episode she was like i wish they were dead it's like that's constantly what me and my friends are saying it's like i wish i got hit by a bus so i'd have money 
Yes. You know, like people are oh, so violent about like the imagery at which their life could be better. Someone broke their pinky the other day on like a, a bike and they got so much money from a lawsuit. Ugh, lucky. And, and it's like, no, literally so lucky. Or everyone's like when someone gets like sick and they like lose 10 pounds, you're like, I wish that could be me. Like yeah. not sick, sick, but like. Like People a stomach like, bug. I'm glad I got COVID. I lost 10 pounds. No, literally. Yeah. Or like didn't have to go to work or yeah. something. Yeah. Like one of the luckiest people alive. <laughs> yeah, we all do that. It's crazy. And I appreciate Hannah for being so real in this episode for that. I'm like, okay, girl. Uh, do you still talk to your preschool friends? If not, why? No, I have not spoken <laughs> to them since preschool. <laughs> And that, see, Marnie goes, you're a terrible person because you don't talk to your middle, your preschool friends anymore. That was so odd to me. Why no, preschool? I get that. Preschool so early on. It's like, I don't even remember where I lived in preschool. Yeah. Okay. That th- has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you we, know. I'm going to swallow the mic. Well, you're so Jewish. <laughs> like, you're so no, Jewish. no, 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 no. Finish that thought. You're so you to- Jewish. <laughs> you're so Jewish. Your mama. You're so Jewish. Your, your family has a close community that has known each other since you were born. You're so Jewish? you know people from when you were younger. No, her, me. You're Jewish? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were Latino. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not have any friends from preschool. I'm fucking That's weird. so funny. I, I, I knew you were going to pose a question like that. And you were about to be like, what? <laughs> Oh, I thought people had friends from preschool. Do you still talk to all your friends from preschool? Yeah, a lot of them. All of, a lot of them. Well, we do Passover together. Oh, okay. And then, but I also went to preschool in the city and then 9-11. Um, oh. So I moved to Westchester and I only talked to one person from that preschool. Oh, wow. So the three preschools I went to, I talked to four. So you don't speak Spanish at all? <laughs> <laughs> what is your last name? I just thought you were... Lazarus. <laughs> oh, it's in the fucking Bible. Wait, were you a Christian That's so as a funny. Yeah, my dad was a, a pastor. We were Methodists. I was Methodist. First United. Oh my God, yes. United Methodist. Confirmation of everything. I still to camp and everything. Oh my God. Did you ever go to a this, vacation Bible every, school? We do every episode. <laughs> every episode, we're like, we went to camp. No, no not you. We end up talking about summer camp. We were always talking about summer camp. I went to so many camps. Religious summer camp every episode. I, I hate to do this because it's not you. It's It's us. We can't talk about camp this episode. It's okay. Me and Evan are wearing the same top, by the way. It's cute. Amelia wore it better. We should probably talk about the parts of the episode we like. Yeah. What stuck out to you in this episode? (laughs) I'm going to eat my shoe. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'll answer. I... I honestly, not to always bring it back to Jessa, but I really like how she was like, I can't go back to work for you. I really was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, growth girl. Like, she... When Catherine Hahn walks into Shoshana and Jessa's apartment, mm-hmm. I gasped. Yeah. And I immediately started crying. Wait, why? I don't know. I was just very emotional. Yeah. By, like, her being like, hey. Like, okay, because first of all, when she says, I can't come back, and Catherine's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know that. It's like, so why did you go over there? Yeah. Because it's like, she didn't really go over there to get her to come back. She gave her there to like, work it all out. And then she was kind of like emotionally dumping on Jessa, like her whole marriage issues. Mm-hmm. But and then was also just like, Jessa, how do you feel about this? Like, it was almost like she was coming to Jessa for comfort. Well, yeah, coming for comfort. But I also think it's really interesting that you said Jessa is so mature here. But then Catherine Hahn's character is interpreting... Jess's whole existence as being immature, immature. even exactly. in this specific moment as yeah. 
we can see that he is doing something very mature. And I think it's very interesting that I think that always happens when you're always, even when you are improving, people always see you as a lens of something that is probably more holistic, but even, but usually you're more at the tail end of that, than more the overall lens, especially in a progress sense. Um, so I think it's very interesting because Bajessa is becoming more mature here. And I don't think Catherine Hahn acknowledges this that. Yeah. Enough. You ate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Catherine's like, I wish I could mother you. And she's like, I don't need your help. Yeah. And she's like, you do. And here's why. Which is why I think was the whole reason she went over there. She didn't go over there to like try to get her to get her job back or to make her feel better. She went over there to prove to her that mm. I think that you're a messed up person and I didn't get the chance to tell you. But so now here I am and I'm going to be very passive aggressive and condescending about it. And she, I really like, people do this all the time. I really think that she wanted her to be in her head, which yeah. Jessa was. No, she left and exactly. she thought about it and she was like, wow, like, what the hell? And Catherine won. Like, she, that's what she wanted from her. Well, Catherine was the kind of woman that would wear a pink pussy hat. We always bring it back to this. But then, like, turn around and, like, not actually support the next woman in no. line. Like, she, that's it's not so how ast- I saw that scene at all. Really? And you, it's just, like, this is Amelia's, like, biggest emotional turnaround in the last six months. And we're like, actually, she really sucked for that. <laughs> no, it was awful. She was very much, like... <laughs> you need help. You need a lot of fixing. I can, I just want to be like a mother to oh, you. God. Be a mother to your own fucking child that you have already. Why do you want to be a mother to me? So when I was watching that, I was like, you're not even a, mo- a good mother to your child. So you don't want to be a mother to hey, me. You, you just do this, my girl. She's <laughs> freaking out over here. No, no, I agree with that. I just yeah. think like she went over there to um, get closure on Jessa. And then Jessa played it very, like, I'm the... There was just, like, a lot of egos at war where she was like, well, I'm not going to come back. And then she was like, oh, you're winning by being less emotional than me about this. You're seeing me in a very vulnerable place. So I'm going to take you down a peg by saying that you need to be mothered. Exactly. So it's very much like they were, like, playing with, like, who's... Who's winning? Yeah. Who's no, winning? it's a and it breakup. Ended with Jessa losing. Exactly. And Catherine being like, "I feel better that my husband wanted to fuck you because you're the worst." Yep, you're messed up and you need help, and I don't. And yeah, she left happy. And well, when she was like, "Thank you," yeah. because you helped me realize a lot of things about my marriage. It was like, period. Mm. Well, don't you guys think Jessa is the only character we see like lingering emotions compared to like the other girls? There, there's a like things affect Jessa, and you can see them play out episode yeah. to episode, where you don't necessarily see that for the other girls throughout the show. Like, no. there's you can Jessa see has, actual like, deep set trauma yeah, yeah. that's like always popping up in new ways. Whereas like Hannah, it's like a new problem every week. Yeah, and Marnie's like pissed about a new thing every week. No, it's trauma with a little T versus trauma with a big T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Jessa's like always. You can see it in her face. She's always like, so I love it. She's always thinking she's, she's always overthinking and I don't know. It's cool. She's always like in the moment too, which I think is great. She really listens to, to Shoshana when Shoshana is talking and is so like listening to her with like this bird's eye view of like this small child is saying so many crazy things. Like what is it? this make me think about my own life well she doesn't even say anything like so detrimental like she lets Shoshana live out her fantasy she very much so picks and chooses which I like about her she's like there's so many things that Shoshana says that means nothing and does not need a response and I like that sometimes Jess is just like I'm going out or something like she just sometimes doesn't respond to her when she 
She doesn't need a response because the character is like, how do you say her name? I always say it wrong. Shoshana. Shoshana. She just wants to talk. Like she doesn't really need a response. And I think Jess is really good about only responding to things that she really needs to respond to. I'm totally. such a Shoshana. It's like the opposite of <laughs> Hannah. Where like oh, Hannah yeah. is like every word needs to be responded to. Yes. But Jesse is more of like a listener. Yeah. So yeah. Shana would be like, okay. As soon as yeah, like yeah, Jess yeah. is like on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, my favorite part of this episode is the book signing. Oh my god. Women talking to women, that could be the name of this damn show. This it- episode more than ever was about what wasn't said. <laughs> yeah. 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 Profound. <laughs> Profound. It was a lot that wasn't said that was said. The book signing thing, don't you relate to that? Like, I feel like at this age, when you're so insecure about your career, <laughs> I, I'm saying this to you Whoa. guys. Yeah, I'm like, okay. um, no, like, I feel like when you're so insecure about, because you don't know what your life is going to necessarily look like, you don't know what you want necessarily, and you just see somebody who looks like they have it all figured out and are the same age as you and are in the same thing that you want to be in, like, mm-hmm. is such a painful thing and such a, like, huge reality of like this time in our lives so it's so like crazy to watch that book signing and be like this is such a relatable thing yeah it's so personified i felt i felt like it's so interesting because these it it does mimic the patterns of like i think we interpret a lot of female communication which is like known for passive aggressive undertones or just undertones in general and then the the, uh, it's like the, the requir- yeah the requirement of being like polite or like performing like the pleasantries mm-hmm. of like a acquaintance relationship while both having these very raw and ugly well, emotions. It's not even a queen. I think it's frenemies. I think it's totally. a, the better example yeah. here, where it's like the fake niceties followed by like undercutting um, compliments or just comments in general, which is. It's just so funny. Where it's like, I'm having such a good time, but I think I have to go now. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. that's, or I have to leave soon. It's like, that's so funny. Cause it's, yeah. it is something we all are kind of mimicking in our own patterns of speech. And like, who's the tally in your life right now? Yeah. Who's that's a well? very Esther. nuanced question. Now, <laughs> I just <laughs> love the word nuanced. I'm like, why would bitches be saying that? Oh. It, sounds, it sounds good in the mouth. Who's the tally in my, in my life? I, um, I don't know. I would. I personally don't. I don't know. I don't think I have one. I think that. I think it's Esther Fallick. We're like besties. <laughs> I want her to win so <laughs> Friend of the pod, Esther Fallick. Our first guest and Rylan are the biggest Friendly. frenemies. We're coming. No, yeah. I'd say I'd say you guys are close no. friends with the. I'm yeah. not gonna say it, but we Facetime a lot. Yeah. There's so many comedians <laughs> that I hate, but I pretend to love. It's actually kind of funny, but it's the niceties. You know, I think I think you're that like, now you're coming around to it. Yeah, I'm coming around. <laughs> I think that you're both so right. I I. I feel like it's so easy. <laughs> I'm trying to change this quick. I think it's so easy to be like, oh my God, Hannah's an awful person. Like, why would she go to this book release and like do those things? But I'm like, she's so real and true to herself because we all feel like that. I think it's, we could wish people the best, and I do a lot of the times, and still feel like, damn, like, what is going on in my life? Like, I wish this was me. And yeah, we all have frenemies. And oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. But our frenemies almost crushes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I like think about someone I hate, I'm like, am I going to sleep with? No, them? exactly. Friend like, of me feels so them? much like a cross. Yeah. Like, why do I hate them so, so no, much? No, it's because you're also right. in love with them. It's yeah. It's like, that Taylor Swift lyric that's like, um, the opposite of love is indifference. 
I don't know, Taylor Swift lyrics. Why did you make it spoken word? <laughs> you kind of. Because I don't remember where it's from. But it's so basically crazy. like people are like love and hate are the same thing. They're not opposites. Love and indifference are opposites. Yeah, but it's frenemies, so it's, it's so frenemies. Between. It's like to hate someone is to care about. Them. Well, yeah. I, you. I think the thing with okay. when you have a crush on someone, most of the time it's like you approach them with like either such kindness or such resent. Anger. Yeah. yeah. I'm just weird. <laughs> I get very. <laughs> I get very awkward. I did a mic the other day, and someone was like, "You, you are kind of awkward." And I was like, "I am," and I don't, I don't really like know how to not be. And I, I don't know. We don't have to get into that this podcast, but it, that's the whole promise of this oh, show. Yeah, I have yeah. to lean him for that. Cheryl I like Samberg. love this. The this is like a thing for me. I'm like, I thought you did a, the tablecloth. The triangle. <laughs> no, we talked hold, about that. The already. triangle hold is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm Guys, just like. If you aren't watching the video version, you should. Yeah. Or TikTok. Or TikTok. We'd love if you subscribe to our YouTube channel at HBO Girls Rewatch. Um, if we get 100 subscribers, something good happens according to YouTube guideline suggestions. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for watching. No, My kidding. favorite part of the episode was the Hannah and Marnie. Stop trying to kiss end. me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're roommates. Um, the Hannah and Marnie fight. It's just like so relatable to like how me and Evan are. Don't you think? Do you guys fight like that? <laughs> I, I I hate to say this, Amelia. I think when she gets on, uh, hopefully when she gets on a ketamine infusion, we can fight like that. Okay. But she doesn't have the emotional reserves to fight like that. Okay. Totally. Some Somebody posted <laughs> that they're microdosing ketamine, um, and I thought I'd check it out. It's only 129 a month. I'll go with you or something. Okay, no, yeah. it's life to do it. I really I want to change my change. life. Wait, I want to know why you like that scene so much, though. Oh, it's because before this television show, girls didn't get to fight on TV unless it was about a boy. Mm. Um, but this scene is them fighting about how they're both um, unhappy and how they want to blame that on the, the other person, mm, which is yeah. so like when you're an angry 24 year old, you want someone to blame it on. And of course, you're going to blame it on whoever's next to you. Yeah. And it's like they've known each They know each other so well. They are so close, but they're pissing each other off. Like yeah. Hannah's so insecure about this book thing. And like Marnie's like, it's actually not that bad. And it's actually you should be happy for your friend. She wrote a book that I like. Like yeah. relax, chill. Maybe stop being so self-obsessed. Yeah. And then Hannah's like, well, you've been so annoying because Charlie broke up with you and now you're insecure and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So just the way they go at it and the way they weaponize their words. Because it's like in TV when boys fight, they literally just punch each other and yeah. then it's the end of a scene. And you're like, is this what television has to be? Right. What if it's um, girls kind of like throating each other? Is that what it's called? Throating each other. Throating? I don't Huh. I've never they, used it in that sense. Or they but, use yeah. their throat <laughs> <laughs> to they weaponize their speech. I, yeah. My brain is going to work really bad. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm like sexualizing. Uh, it. Yeah, but I get what you mean now. Yeah. No, it's a real they're thing. They're usually That's their such a good point. words as weaponry, yeah. and it's so cool <laughs> to see how they heighten. <laughs> <laughs> their acts. You're so right. Weapon, like weaponized. The way they no, weaponize sorry, sorry. their words. No, I like yeah. weapon tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's like I'm bringing up some like humiliating thing that I know about you from ten years ago, or like I'm gonna bring up the fact that you're insecure now that you're not in a relationship, or I'm gonna bring up the fact that like this person said like I did fight just, like this with who? With my friend, my my the girl I went to prom with. 
And now we're friends again, but went to prom together and we lived together in college. And like, we were living in a house of four other people, but we, at just some point, like sometimes when you're so close to someone, it's, you, it, you, there's like friction created in that relationship because you, you it's so easy for you to get on each other's nerves because you know exactly what buttons to push and everything compounds. So it's like, and I also think we weren't having like the right emotional conversations, like checking in on each other, making sure that like we are, um, cause we didn't talk to each other for like two months while living in the same house, mm. which is yeah. so stressful. That's crazy. And like really made me feel so anxious. And we had like, I had three other friends living in the house and like, it was just like always, it felt so political during that time. Um, Bye. cause we were all like such a friend mm. group still and still did stuff together, but still there was like this underlining tension. Yeah. This was the first episode, y'all, where I felt like I I felt like Marnie does not like Hannah. Until, yeah, what gave it away? Like literally after this episode <laughs> and watching further along, I was like, there was always an undertoning feeling of like she like tolerates her because she's like a friend that she's had for a long time. I think they're both very lonely. Yeah, I'm like they don't like each other. They don't like, really at all. have much in common. It's crazy. But it is that thing where it's like your childhood friend, you just like kind of are still just that's so common. They interloop when it comes to men. I see a lot of like similarities with them about how much they take from men and how willing they are to give themselves to men who like don't appreciate them at all. So totally. every time like I see them separately dealing with different relationships and different ways that men talk to them, I'm like, they're so similar in that way. Yeah. And it makes me like wonder like why. Do you and- think even Adam... When, yeah. they start, when they start officially dating. Yeah. There was a lot of th- like things. I, f- I feel like Hannah would have. There's a lot of things that Adam did where I was like. To Hannah where I was like, okay, I can understand Hannah and Marnie being best friends. By the way, like Marnie got treated by men as well. I'm like, and it's so funny because they both did not like the kind of guys that they dated. That both of them dated. But I was like, they're so similar, but so different. Like Adam. Totally. Well, what, like, what do you think Charlie did? Oh, I'm sorry. I just think a lot. Charlie mm. treated uh, Marnie like a doll, and I think at like, I think the way that Marnie and Hannah enter a relationship, and they're like, "This is how a boy should treat me." Yeah. Whereas rather than like, this is a person I'm in a relationship with. Exactly. And then when we get to meet Marnie's parents and our mom and Hannah's parents, it kind of starts to make sense a little bit. Yeah. But we have to talk about that on this podcast. But yeah. The Marnie's mom episode, we got to get you back. Yeah. Really just received a text from her yoga studio. (laughs) Oh my God. I love yoga. Do you do hot yoga? That's so funny. I do hot yoga. I I just got off the wait list for Inferno Hot Pilates (laughs) tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I said, yes, I'll be there. Uh, I love that. I should go. Yeah, I do hot yoga in um, downtown Brooklyn. We should come. And I spin. I can't think of the name of it. I have to show you. Okay, perfect. I go How do you get there? I just take the G. The okay, we're going. What's your the time? It's cool. The clock. Okay, I want to say the quote um, where Tally's being like, I want to be so skinny that people are worried about me. Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. I want to be so skinny people think I have a disease. Yeah, exactly. And it was like a throwaway line of like an overheard conversation at the book party. And it's like, that is almost every conversation. That's almost every conversation in this town. My favorite line is at the beginning when Jess is like, your boyfriend should kill himself. You deserve it. (laughs) And then Hannah's like, well, thank you. But you're just saying that because you love me. It's like people are every conversation I have every single day with my friends is that. 
Yeah. I kind of love that. I love girls living in like a delusion and we yeah. all do it. And I like when we just support each other in that instead of being like, girl, get it together. Totally. Just, like, it's like, that's a line right. that would never happen on the bold type or like younger, but it happens on girls. <laughs> Not <it> younger. younger. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hillary Duff. Um, I think it's funny because they made that. Okay. Such a side tangent. In younger, they made the shuffleboard um, bar so famous because it was the same. They, they had it on the show the same like week it opened up essentially. Um, or they filmed there the first week it opened up. And that place is toxic because it's underneath the Guana or above the Guanas Canal. So oh. people go there all the time and you're getting like toxic stuff. I did not know that. <laughs> Aaron Brockovich, we need you. Girl, help us. I'm sorry. Cut that too. <laughs> and I will. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my God. I love I didn't them. even do finish my quote. <laughs> did you even start one? Well, I did the, the fat one. Oh. Oh, I finished it. I'm really stepping on your toes today. I want a hot chocolate. I like when I like when Marnie said she captures something really true about the uncertainty of being our age. I cried twice. I know that was so funny because it's like, of course, that's what Hannah wants to do. So for her friend to say that yeah. is devastating. Yeah, and it's like she didn't even mean it directly to, no, you know, piss her off. I love, but I think she did. But also maybe she, she, she did. did. Yeah. Maybe she knew what she was doing. Maybe I'm putting too much pressure on the characters, but I'm just like, they know, they're friends. They know what makes their friends tick. You're right. She absolutely was doing it to yeah. piss her off. I just am a Marnie apologist. I'm like, <laughs> I would never do something like that. Don't say that. And it's like, that's a big character you're talking about and the calls for coming from inside the house. Yeah. What is your craziest conspiracy theory about the show? Um, my crazy one probably will be that Lena made them all sign NDAs to, and they can't talk about her until after a certain <laughs> amount of years. And I think that in a few more years, we're going to hear some crazy stories about... Leah Michelle Coda. Shoshana's launching a podcast. So yeah. Zosia? She would be Zosia? the one. Zosha. Zosha. She would be M- the one. Mammoth? She would be the one. Mammoth? I also... This might be crazy, but Jessa is married. Jessa's sister in real life is married to Penn Badgley. So I have to think that... From Gossip Girl? Mm-hmm. Her sister in real life is married to Penn Badgley, so I have a conspiracy theory that Pim Badgley is also an awful person. Oh, I would think so. That's not a theory. Oh, people love him. People do love <laughs> him. People love him. His whole show is about being a bad person. Well, true. I can't, that's kind of hot, though. But um, <laughs> I just really am like, I just think that anyone, anyone super associated with Lena hot. Dunham is like, I just assume that they're like crazy. And so totally. I just have Featuring a theory. Featuring Google. No, Jemima seems really normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zosa seems pretty no. Yeah. Well, I. She's queen of the Nepos. David Mamet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I would say my favorite quote, it, we're not one, one of my favorite quotes here is when um, Hannah finally goes to Grumpy's Cafe and then Ray is like, this isn't a consumption hospital. We don't wear ap- aprons here. <laughs> it's like the whole critique of her alpha being like, it's so funny to bring up American Apparel. Like, get those jeans that taper at the end from, you know, American Apparel. It's like, yeah, we are in 2010. We are. It's Literally. so I forgot funny. About that. I always go to that Grumpy's Cafe. So it's like, that's actually really meaningful for me. Um, I'm like, I'm seeing the employees and they're not wearing white there. They're not wearing white. On purpose. It's not white sundresses. They're, and they're not wearing sweatpants either. I wouldn't go they? that far. Okay. Well, this kind of actually brings us to our last segment of the podcast. That outfit in Brooklyn. That is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. 
one thing I noticed this episode, which is crazy, I didn't know this was a segment, but Hannah's shoes, when she was walking up to like read her poem that she wrote on the train, I was like, wow, look at those clunkers. But like, <laughs> they were cute. I was like, I kind of would wear those today. I couldn't believe, I don't know, like I really liked them. She was like known for a little... A little heel. Hannah always kind of wore a little heel. She kind of was like, here's a little heel. Yeah. And she's like, here's a nice top. Like, it, it's poorly fit. It's a weird shape. And she's just like, hey, I'm a girl wearing a top. I loved it. And like her little walk and all her shoes. I like really liked her. I liked her heels in the episode. I wish I remembered. The number one song at this time is Somebody That I Used To Know. <gasps> oh. That, that is my song. For everyone. Wow. This was coming out when Glee, the Warblers and... um. What's his name? Kurt. Oh, Kurt was dating the Warbler. <laughs> he was so cute. No, nice. everything our power is. I'm like, we can't have our next podcast be a Glee Rewatch podcast, but everything we do, it keeps linking back. Keeps going, well, they have we have no choice. Them. I feel like I'm being born right now. Um, but what was 2012 was Shoshana having like internet dating. Oh my god, profile. internet dating. Oh, yeah. Like instead of like, oh, yeah. I'm on the apps. It's That's like I made an internet one. dating profile. It's like. Are we in the 90s? It was very Sex in the City. Yeah. I lived, though. I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, yeah, I think it's go a, to old yeah, movie exactly. flagship store. Work. You know, people are <laughs> always paying for a premium membership so they don't interact with, quote unquote, weird people. Mm. And I'm like, the it, weird people are the ones who are paying $8. Exactly. I'm like, you're in the West Village. Well, it's like it's kind of like Raya coded. Oh, what was so funny was when... At the end of the episode, it just shows them sliding oh, the doors, and we see the wall of their apartment, and there's just like a cross stitch thing that says "You are a badass," and then a giant poster of a slice of cake. There's nothing more 2012 than an apartment that's oh styled like God. that. You have a good eye. I don't even remember that. Oh no, it's what? it's. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I start I getting insecure. I'm like, I care too much <laughs> about interior design. I'm fucking stupid and. That's so cool. Well, though. I think the book release party is so funny. Like uh, 2012. A, books were really a thing in a way they're not now. I guess it is coming back. But <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. No. I love books. Um, books are not a thing anymore. <laughs> 2012. So we're watching a damn TV show. Did you guys like this episode? This was my favorite this episode is, of all the ones so we've watched. Oh, wow. Is that crazy you to say? Are, this what is are you, such an I don't. I, I sense from you that you don't specifically love this one. I think it was just like a placement episode. Mm. I think it was just like an episode to get us to the next chapter and to end the other chapter well because the other one ended. Oh yeah, with it's, such it's, chaos it's, I mean, it's the episode before the ending of the season. Yeah, so it has to set up it a lot really of things, is setting yeah. up the shifts. Yeah, and, and I like, they didn't know they're getting season two. They didn't. So huh? it could close this. It could close the show very nicely with this. Yeah. Episode nine is always a dramatic thing. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree. Episode nine is always big. It's always the one right before Christmas break. <laughs> You're not always as disappointed by episode nine. Like ten, there's so many expectations for, it, but nine you don't have expectations. Um, and you know the reason we get let down is because we have expectations. Yeah, it just sets up the story for the season finale. Somebody said that expectations yeah. the root of all heartache. Who said that? I love that Elvis. I think it next was, tattoo like, Aristotle. <laughs> Wow, I love her. Um, yeah, that was. Well, this was fun. such a good episode. This is so fun. Oh, Rylan, thanks for coming on. Sorry yeah. we're in a crazy mood today, but it's okay. Thanks for having me. This is great. So hey, honey, is Jack? Is Jill and Jack? J- I and love Jack and Humpty Jill. Dumpty. If you're obsessed with Rylan Mills, where can you find her? At, at Rylan Mills on everything. 
on oh, everything. You're, oh, you're talented. My name is literally R I Y L A N. No one else spells it like that. So yeah, because oh, R I. I am the only one. R I Y. L-A-N. This is the best episode of my life. Thanks yeah. to everyone for listening. Please rate and review us and give us five stars. I beg. Please, please, please. Um, we'll be it's back. It's Amelia's next- birthday. Just happened, so like, give her, give us five stars for that reason alone. You can tell that Texas took a lot out of her, so it's like, get something back. Um, we'll be back next week with season one finale. She went to the Lone Star State, but don't give us one Lone Star. Give us five of them. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next time. Everything bigger in Texas. Bye.